Or they can, yep, they got it. Here it is. McCall stepping up, going deep, has a man, and the catch is made for the touchdown to Javon Hiley. Pressure again. And rush five. Jones behind the defense again, Devontae Smith. Nobody can cover him. They've tried a couple of different defenders. Championship game. Notre Dame faces Clemson next week in South Bend. Here's Kyron Williams off the left side on second down. They block What a great weekend of college football. We had so many great games. There were upsets. There were near upsets. We've got ourselves a new number one and a brand new top contender for the Heisman Trophy Award. What an amazing week of football. I'm Joe McGuire. Thank you for joining us on All Four Downs, a Clovercrest Media Group sports presentation along with Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and Ovi Munez, and our special guest this week from the podcast, I'll Piss You Off Shortly. Rob Benjamin is going to be here. Uh, Rob, what what is your – you're a Notre Dame fan, is that? Yeah, no. Gator blue. You see Gator it in the blue. bag, right? That Gator blue, baby. Joke. The Florida I Gator joke. blue. Well, we're glad to have you here. We got so much to talk about this week. Um, your Gators, um, are, by the way, are going to get it before the night is out. Uh, Cody and Mullen, most definitely, dude. Yes. I mean, this guy—he's—he's got to be the biggest moron in college football right now. Like he's—he's he's turned into a heel. He's turned into a heel in a season of like where you just want to feel bad for everybody. Like Dan Mullen's the one guy where you're like, come on, COVID. You know, wow, really? <laughs> Jeez. Dude, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna have just, to look, <laughs> Dan Mullen doesn't care about anybody but himself. Why is that, Joe? I'll tell you before the show is out. I'm gonna lay it all on the line uh before the before the <laughs> night is out. I'm right one man campaign. Why I think and I've got friends, by the way, uh who played at Florida. Um, and, and I, I'm going to talk to them. I, I, I think that to save the program, I think it's time to move on from, from Dan Mullen. He, he's an idiot. It's a good coach. Just an idiot. 
And Rob has nothing <laughs> to defend him or anything else. No, like I, we're that, gonna, I thought we were going to save it. I mean, because if I go oh, yeah, in, yes, right, we're going to be right, here right, for right. a minute. If I go in, we don't want to start the show that way. No, no, we don't want to <laughs> start off like your show, I'll piss you off because, yeah. you know, that's what you do. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to piss you know, anybody off too early. But but before we get there, let, let, let's break it down to the scores, what happened on uh, week nine of the college football. As we can see here, that's right. Uh, Coastal Carolina over Georgia State, 51 to nothing. That's a good and football team. Alabama over yes, Mississippi sir. State. Both those games were shutouts. And Coastal Carolina, I got I gave them a lot of love. We'll be talking about the rankings here shortly. BYU defeated Western Kentucky 41 to 10. Notre Dame, which will be playing Clemson this week, defeated Georgia Tech 31 to 13. As you can see, the rest of the scores, there were some magnificent games going on here. So, and of course, Boise State over Air Force 49 to 30. However, what wasn't so great was this right here. I mean, these, <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. You know, Texas, ahead, Michigan State. Just, just when we thought Oklahoma State was going to be the team to represent the Big 12, they fall short, losing no. to Texas. I hate to and, say I told you all so, but I told you Oklahoma <laughs> State was going to lose. But guess who no, else fell down? I guess I did. I did, not you. Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Go look at the most certainly, I've been saying. I've been saying from week one they were going to lose. You picked You picked Oklahoma State, though. I was the only one to pick Texas. No, I didn't. <laughs> Somebody better check yeah, the Run the tape. tape. I'm telling you. I feel hey. like. I feel like I, week in and week out, uh, my, my picks are getting, like, changed. John's throwing so the, the only person, The only Your person, man. really, that the, that picked Texas was Sean. Yeah. Thank you. I, 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 yes. I, I, could, I said Good Oklahoma pick. State was going to lose. I said Michigan mm -hmm. State was going to beat Michigan. Was mm -hmm. I dreaming, or did those things happen? Well, see, the times that you, you like to. You did have the Michigan State one. Yeah. yeah, you picked Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, all good. And also, Kansas State lo losing to West Virginia. That, that one hurt me because that one I believe out. in Kansas State. Yeah, definitely cancels out the Big 12 to be in the college football playoffs. We'll talk about that later as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but, hey, this is the week if we were without the pandemic, this is what have been the week, the start of the committee, the college football committee, to go over who will be running for the college playoffs. But since they can't do it this year, they pushed it back to Thanksgiving, we're going to start our own on this segment and there's going to be some surprises there believe believe that but before we do here are the leaders of this this past week uh nick starkle carson strong for two straight weeks putting up good numbers and matt coro came out of the shell finally and represented Ole miss rushing leaders everyone's talking about Brees hall being one of the heisman candidate uh he's been having a success leading the way for iowa state well, uh, Mohammed Abraham and Jake Funk. He 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 got the Funk all right. The um, Funk Yard Dog. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And the receiving leaders, Devontae Smith, represented Alabama in a great way. Four touchdown oh, passes was given to him. Eleven reception for two hundred and three yards. That's pretty awesome, especially over Mississippi State, forty-one to nothing. And then we got Elijah Moore and Diami Moore. Uh, good job for those guys. And then here's our Heisman. Uh, candidates from the All Four Downs Committee that was made up of seven members. So I'm happy to say that this is going strong. But Mac Jones received six out of seven votes for first place. And Trevor Lawrence got one. But we might see a big difference come out after next week's list. But Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Travis Etienne there. 
Uh, Grayson McCall, Kyle Trax, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Desmond Ritter, and Devontae Pitt also got votes, but we're not really in the top five. Guys, what do you feel about this list? Do you think this list is accurate? Do you guys think that Jones is the man? I'll start with you, Jace, because I know you was on that Jones hater bag right real quick. But uh All right. Yeah, yeah. I, he's my front runner. I was part of one of those six votes. I put him there at number one. The one thing that I don't get is how do you have Trevor Lawrence still there? Yeah, he's got the Coco. I, I, I did not put him in my rankings. I put Desmond Ritter in there. He's doing good things with the Cincinnati team. And I think he deserves some Heisman love. Well, I don't know about the Coco. I mean, that's a different type of song, you know. Um, <laughs> those of you that know, uh, I even forgot how that song went. But uh, I'm in love, love with, with the Coco. Coco. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I got a footloose. But uh, Sean, <laughs> hey, you think uh, Justin Fields should be even at least even after two games? Uh, yes, I do believe so. Um, he's been tremendous in his first two games. Um, and he was going to be in the Heisman uh, on the Heisman list at some point. We we knew even if they started late that he would be there. And uh, he's done nothing to prove that he's not in the top five right now. He's been playing tremendous ball. And um, I honestly, I, I think I had him at number two in my rankings this week. So I, I think he's right there for the the top spot. Joe, you were talking about. Uh... You had Grayson McCall as your number four. Uh, do you feel like he should be ahead of Trevor Lawrence at this point in time? I mean, I'm sure that Trevor Lawrence will be out of the list next week because he's not playing. But uh, McCall, do you think he deserves it? I do. You know, it's funny. Uh, I went back and I and I, I because Coastal Carolina is actually a really good football team, and and I really wanted to see a little bit more about them and a little bit more about uh, Grayson McCall. And I'll tell you what, man, this kid's got a touch on him, like you can't even believe. And and it's it's shocking. More people aren't saying this dude's name. Uh, he's a freshman, and he's just amazing. They're six and zero. Oh. I mean, I. When, when we talk about a lot of these other quarterbacks, especially, you know, having just done the G-Men show a little while ago, talking about NFL quarterbacks who didn't get a preseason, this is a freshman who just showed up on campus and was like, oh, I'll throw some dimes. You want to win six games? Let's do it. it, it and I'll tell you what, leaving Ritter off the li my list, uh, you know, it was a matter of do I keep Trevor Lawrence on there? And I kind of went with the Khabib mentality of, you know, I know I know he's gone. Do I leave Trevor on for one more week? I felt it was the least I could do when I found out he was also going to be out definitely for Notre Dame. So um, there's going to be a changing of the guard, and I think it'll be interesting. Um, and I and I just hope more people are paying attention to uh, what Grayson McCall's doing because it's. Uh, I can't help but you be saying it since we started this show for this season that uh, it is Trevor Lawrence for him to lose, and what an awful way to lose being the top Heisman candidate because of COVID nineteen, Rob. Uh, I know you're you're new to us. So welcome again. You know, special guest. For I'll piss you off podcast. Out of these five, who you think is going to win it at the end? Um, unfortunately, I think Trevor. If if he can come back strong after after his two weeks of being out, if he can come back strong, he'll probably win it. Um, that and that's just me being a conspiracy theorist. Um, even though I would love to see, I, and I, I don't think I've heard anybody say anything about Zach Wilson yet. Um, he's come 
out phenomenally. And I think he has the best, um, I guess, outlook or uh, prospect to be like the next like NFL quarterback. Um, when you look at Trevor Lawrence, I think he's not to say that he, his shine has come and gone. But I think now, especially how long he's been um, just playing in college, I think uh, pro-wise he's going to be able to be like everybody's going to be able to pick him out a little bit, you know, especially with this whole full season. Um, but my, my pick is Zach Wilson. I, I know it's a far and long pick, um, but I'm always an underdog person. And then if I were to kind of pick and like pick and choose, I definitely would have dropped Trevor Lawrence just for the simple fact that he's not in and then give uh, Brees Hall some shine. So when I saw Brees Hall pop up, I was I was very, very loving about that. All right. Uh, nice. Look, it's plenty, plenty of things, plenty of weeks. I mean, we still got till all the way till December twelfth to find out exactly what's going to happen uh, with the Heisman race and everything else. But hey, let's change it real quick to a special head coach. This is Joe's favorite, uh, Coach Mullen from the Florida Gators. He's back on the news again. Uh, at the beginning, it was about wanting fans in the stand for home field advantage. Now he got some fans, but not in the way – I don't know. I mean, you got to check out the video for yourselves here. Uh, so this is the brawl that happened. Can, so can I point something out? Like, my man Mullen, he, they, everybody said he instigated. But he was trying to uh, guide them and assist them along. So where, where does the accountability come from? And I know everybody's like, they're college kids. Well, guess what? They're adults, too. So, like, he's trying to push his, his kids around. You don't know what was said. There was no mics. So, but at the same time, I'm all for coaches backing up his players. But I was he really he backing wrong. up the players? I mean, he ran to the middle of the field. He, we didn't see gotta, him holding players back players. or anything like that. He's he a was arguing because He is. He is a psycho. And yeah, I love it. Tomlin's a psycho too, low key psycho too, and that's why I love the Steelers. So, Joe, how do you feel about him? I well, again, I'm going to end the show with my whole analysis on this, but simply, what what look look with your eyes. What do I need to tell you? But he did he, look at him. To, he get, did nothing. He did nothing to prevent that. He encouraged it while it was happening. He praised it after the game. And he also tried to fire up the crowd. That's exactly what happened. I, that's that classless. It's so what? So what was he supposed to do? What was he Not supposed that. to do? I feel like I, I feel like this is kind of going to the fact like yes, your 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 quarterback gets late hit. Like it, it wasn't even like a millisecond. That was a late late hit. Right they happened. Yes, they happened. happened. I think the referee but, missed that call. Yes, exactly. So the referee misses the call. So he's trying to get the ref's attention. He's trying to stop. The, well, and, really, and realistically, when you look at the video, it wasn't even Florida that was instigating at first. It was whatever player was coming from the opposing team, right, that was jawing off at the mouth. Once he started running off at the mouth, do what you got to do, coach. Do what you got to do. That's why you got other assistant coaches. You got everything else. Florida, we've we've been playing that kind of ball for years. To name You can't name one Florida coach that hasn't had his team's back. Well, I tell you what, I think I well, think this no, was I a lied, message. One I, coach prior. And in his defense, I think this is a message of what happened last week in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys when uh their quarterback got hit hard, got knocked out pretty much. Yeah. And nobody came for his defense. You know, so I, I can understand you back up the quarterback, you know, you back up your team because hey, that's your man. That's called trash, baby. You know, when's the last but, uh, time Clemson was in a brawl? 
they're too disciplined to have a brawl. When's the last time Alabama had a brawl? When's the last time Ohio State Three had a brawl? Three seasons ago. But that isn't the culture you the, the culture you want is them fighting for one exactly. another. No. I don't want no coach that's gonna be sitting there. No. All right, guys. No, fuck no. that. If somebody disrespected me, that's the you, you don't my want, back. You don't want them to go at it. If someone dude, if dude, that, that, listen, listen, Florida, Florida's not Miami. If, if we're talking about the U, then that that trash is acceptable. That's Miami. Okay, that's why Miami that wasn't even Miami. That wasn't That's even Miami, Miami stuff right there. No. I expect better from and Florida than Dan that. And stuff. I expect that, better that, than that. The, 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 I'm sorry Let's to not say. forget, Spurrier had the same thing. Spurrier had the same thing. And Spurrier, he's an amazing coach. And he, ha- he had the same fire and tenacity when he was at Florida. And even now. So and, and so it's just like, and Spurrier's like, it's cool. Spurrier, you know what I mean? He did the kind of pro thing, but they said it's all right. You're, well, he's having his back. There's nothing all right about that. This, I can see if they brought hold on, hold on, hold on. These injured. are kids. These are kids. They're adults. They're adults. These are kids. Adults. These are kids in a pandemic Playing following football. the lead, Rob, of supposed adults. That well, that guess, man's not an adult. And maybe I shouldn't be a coach then. Because I'm telling you right now, if I was a coach and you hit my quarterback like that, and there was probably some tension or something said before. I'm coming at you the same way. How'd you feel about the Steelers and the, and the Browns? You couldn't have liked Which that. One? I know you're a Steelers fan. Which you thought one? That was cool that Miles Garrett did that. No, and I would and, and the way that Miles Garrett did that, I would have did. I would have if I was Tomlin, I would have been cheer. I would have been killing uh, what Garrett with that. But did he? Did Mike Tomlin run on the field and attack somebody? And what do I say about everybody that kind of tries to compare uh, peace and everything to MLK? I'm not MLK. I'm not somebody else that's going to be peaceful. I'm going to fight for my quarterback because my quarterback got fucking hit. Yes, it happens. But guess what? I want the coach that's going to sit there and fight for me. Rob, in 2020, in a pandemic where you tell kids they can't high five or spit, this is not acceptable. And it starts with Dan Mullen. So if somebody smacks you in your face, Joe, what are you supposed to do? Smack them back. I've got a question. i got a question. Was anyone arrested? Was anyone injured? Nope. No, they weren't okay, arrested. It was so a football game because if that garbage happened that, in real that, life, if a grown man attacked a child in real life, Dan Mullen would be in jail. He didn't attack him. When we say attack, can we clarify what attack is? Can we he clarify He put his hands on somebody who wasn't looking. That's what I consider an attack. If a grown man were to grab a, a young a young man like that in real life, he would be in jail. Make me up from saying some disrespectful shit growing up, and I deserved it. You don't know what was said, and if 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 the if the kid said some you disrespectful shit, it. I'm you sorry. Can't excuse the, you can't excuse this 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 resorting to violence in a Not- pandemic. With a with a country about to explode over a presidential election, I mean tensions are hot. You're the adult in the room. I, I hear you. I, I do hear you. I do understand what you're saying, Joe, but it's football. I played football. Tinch- I punched a dude in the face once, split my hand open on his face mask. Talk my team that day, N-word. Didn't it? I was the only <laughs> N-word guy that I was the I was the closest to the to the guy that yelled it. I hear you. And, and so <laughs> I punched him in the face. And do you know what my coach did? He grabbed me by my face mask and he screamed at me. Was it right for him to put his hands on your face mask? No, it wasn't. 
And did he get but arrested? But he was pissed at me because I got a 15-yard <laughs> personal foul. No, you don't know what you know did, We're going to focus back on this one. But what really happened is, is that Zachary Carter and Tom Powell and mm. Trey Williams, they did get a suspension. They'll be missing the first half of their next football game. It's for Carter and for Powell. They will miss the first half of Florida. For Williams, he will be missing the first half against Georgia next week. Uh, but there have been some additional players that once the SEC reviewed the game that also received punishment. So uh, kudos to the SEC for taking charge and punishing those that were guilty. And also, and also <laughs> the head coach did get a fine. Good. So That's chump change. That's chump change. Yeah. Apple <laughs> won that back for him on the stock market today. He good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, there's better move on here. Giving that money because when he doesn't have a job, he's gonna need he's gonna need to live off the savings. No, no, he'll be working for ESPN, man. He'll be. No, he'll I'm be sure. One of analysis. He's gonna, somebody's sure. gonna get him. Yeah, sure. I stay from Mullen. All right. As long as he's not around kids, that's really all oh, I care about. <laughs> the CMG Sports Podcast has created a committee, a, a consensus Whoa. committee, and again. Normally at this time of frame, the college football committee will will show us exactly who's going to be in the college playoffs. However, uh, we'll move on from here. Um, we'll look at our top 25. This is the standings what we have right now. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Iowa State, and Tulsa, Appalachian State. On the bottom, 21 through 25. We'll move on to 16 through 20. Oregon, Liberty, MSU, Boise State, and Indiana. That Liberty team is a lot better than I think a lot of people think they are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, Liberty is. Take a look at them. You got to watch, understand. watch that team play, boy. They're pretty good. Which they are. Liberty did beat a, a Big 12 team, so let's not forget that either. Um, no fluke is, I guess, my point. Yeah. 11 to 15, we got Oklahoma State, Coastal Carolina, Marshall, Army, and Wisconsin. Uh, Coastal Oklahoma Carolina. State. Coastal Carolina could easily beat Oklahoma State. Oh, I believe that. Easily. I do. I think they have a, a good defense yeah, was, that can stop that offense. Absolutely. I wouldn't say easily, but I think it would be a good game. You know, when I mean easily, yeah, I don't mean like they'd blow them out by 30. I mean, I think oh, they could. Why not? I mean, I they think, manhandled the other Big 12 teams, so why not? why not Oklahoma State? Because I think Oklahoma State's still the best team in the Big 12, but I still think Coastal Carolina. They, they manhandled Kansas, bro. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas is the worst team in the Big 12. All right. So from 7 to 10, we got BYU, Texas A&M, Miami, and Florida. Uh, Florida got a big game coming up this week against Georgia. We'll see if whether that factors in where they move up down or maybe they'll start another fight and then, you know, pay some more <laughs> money for us. But uh, the good thing, Miami's there. Aggies, they're making some noise. BYU have a big competition this weekend against Boise State. More to follow on that as we go I didn't have A&M in my top ten, by the way. Of Whoa. course you didn't. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> what? They're the best one-loss team in the SEC. I yeah. don't think so. Whoa, I don't think so. Much. You better take it easy there, Even buddy. though they beat us once. Come on now. We wasn't talking about Florida. The Georgia is the best team. And as we look at here, look, if you if your team hasn't gone to the SEC championship for the last four or five years, don't say nothing. But this year, but this year one last SEC team is Texas A&M. Um, yeah, Who has sure. Georgia beat? 
Georgia, everybody Texas else, A&M. everybody else, but Alabama. Then Texas A&M beat everybody else, but Alabama. And then we're moving on. We got Cincinnati and Georgia, five and six. And here's number four. Ohio State, 2-0. Now, I had a debate with one of the members in the committee, and he 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 doesn't believe Ohio State should be there just because they only played two games. Thank you. Just like Wisconsin. I don't understand why Wisconsin's even there with one game, but whatever. All right. So football team. Notre Dame, number three. Clemson, number two. And number one is Alabama. That checks out by me. And I think Cincinnati's going to be a real problem. And I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I thought Cincinnati was going to run the table. I think they're going to finish undefeated. And I think the fact that they're sitting right now at number five is a real problem for somebody. Hmm. Now, what if uh, Clemson, say Clemson loses, Georgia wins. Does Georgia move up? Do they skip over Cincinnati? And does Clemson fall off? Look, I think as long as Cincinnati, like BYU, has to go out every week and destroy their opponent. You're not going to – if Cincinnati wins 21-14, Cincinnati stays at five. Five. Gotcha. And and I don't like it, but but that's what will happen. The Memphis win, the SMU win, and even uh, upcoming, if they beat UCF, those are going to be pretty big wins in the eyes of – the college football playoff committee. So I could see them really sneaking in as that four spot after we see what happens with Clemson and Notre Dame. Well, we know somebody's going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And we know somebody's going to lose. And so I think it becomes a matter of, and this is why I I have a problem with Georgia because I think offensively, they're just not good enough. Good enough. Yeah. Only 14 points against Kentucky is not, not good. But Kentucky's right, always I, known for me, the best defense. I, I know you guys like to hate on Georgia Bulldogs. That's problematic that that you, that Georgia's that Georgia's that high up because again, I think if Cincinnati wins big, say it doesn't matter, Clemson, Notre Dame, whatever. One of the one of them are out of the top five. Absolutely, whoever mm-hmm. loses is going to be out of the top five for one. But there could be a strong argument with Clemson because the excuse will be they didn't have Trevor Lawrence in the lineup. I, I, I don't, Clemson doesn't. Trevor wrong. Lawrence doesn't play defense. So, and you know they had a rough, a rough start last week against Boston College. So if they were to do that same performance against Notre Dame, Clemson's going to be in big trouble. But we also have Georgia and Florida that are going to be competing this week. So that's going to be a different make a difference maker as well. Because if Georgia defeats Florida, they could potentially move up as well. Would you and then we won't agree, be talking about Cincinnati. Would you guys all agree too, though, that for the last three weeks, Alabama's definitely been the number one team in the country? That that this definitely. is really just the formality of Clemson had to have that game where it, it was close and Bama was dominant, and so we could all officially make the move to Alabama number one. I, I think Clemson needs that loss. That I, I'm that one. I'm that one right next to Clemson's name. I put Clemson at number one. They I'm need sorry. to have a loss. I'm they sorry. need to be dethroned. Listen, I could understand if Clemson was the defending national champions, but they're not. And right now, out of all the six teams that you see there, Alabama is clearly the number one team. They play in number one, no matter what the conditions are on the field, they're making it happen. 
and everyone's doubting Mac Jones. And now all of a sudden, now everyone wants to talk about Mac Jones. You know, and then when we're talking about receivers, the weapons and everything. It doesn't matter who's the wide receiver of Alabama. That particular person is going to get four touchdown passes, whoever it is. The, the, they got plenty of weapons on both sides of the, uh, of the ball. And don't be surprised Alabama wins the national championship this year. I, won't I'm, I, I agree. And then thinking about Clemson, right? Clemson has Virginia Tech at the end of their schedule, right? Let's not forget that Virginia Tech, even though they might have, I believe, two losses, they've been keeping up some very hard games. And even the past couple of years, Virginia Tech has always been that kind of like team out the blue that will give you a hard time. And I think having two years off, especially with COVID, depending on how he actually recovers and everything else like that, um, I foresee Clemson getting that getting a loss. Um, and they might actually get it at the end of the year, which will just knock them out completely. Um, if any team's going to give them that loss, it, it will. I, I, my bet would be Virginia Tech. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Alabama being number one. This is uh, the second week in a row I had them. Um, after the Clemson Syracuse game, I didn't like what Clemson looked like. I only pushed them to number two, but I believe Alabama is the best team in the country. And I said it last week. Um, even with losing Jalen Waddle, I think Devontae Smith is an even better receiver. I think he's probably the best receiver in college football, and uh, he's just a dominant presence who cannot be stopped by any DB in the SEC. You know, interestingly enough, I, I watched a lot of the Notre Dame game last week, and I watched most of the game where they didn't play great. And Notre Dame put together um, – at, at times they looked like one of the top teams in the country, and at other times in that game they looked really ordinary. And I, I, I mean, I think Clemson's. I think Clemson's in big trouble. I, I mean, it's definitely not the same team without Trevor Lawrence. They didn't play well the last week. Trevor Lawrence was there. Well, yeah, they played well enough, but they didn't yeah. play the way you expected it. And so I, I think my other the because Sean, it was hard for me because I like Clemson a lot and I love Trevor Lawrence. And I kept I kept Trevor on my list, and I only dropped them down because legit. I mean, even if if Trevor Lawrence would have been in the game this week, and they are in the this past weekend, and they would have won as close as they did, I would have put Bama over over Clemson. And the fact that they're going to suffer a loss, likely, to Notre Dame, and again. I can overlook that, Sean. Right? I can overlook it. And be like, ah, that was the the Trevor Lawrenceless team, but. I mean, we are still counting records, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it should be overlooked, though. If they get beat, like uh, DJ, he came in last. I don't. I'm not gonna even try to pronounce his last name. But, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but, uh, that guy. But he's he's a stud. I mean, he showed it. He was a he was the top rated quarterback in his class coming out of uh, high school. He he came out last week and played a pretty good game. So I don't think it should be. You know, if, if Notre Dame comes out and beats Clemson, I don't think it should just be, hey, you know, Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we should still keep him at the top. I think they deserve to be dropped in the rankings because I think they should be able to function without Trevor Lawrence. Um, just as, as good of a talent as uh, DJ is, I, th I think they should be able to uh, do just as much on offense. And um, that's why I don't, I don't think Clemson is going to be um, hurting Trevor Lawrence as much as people think. Well, I agree with uh, Steve Rizzer. Uh, they have – it could be an opportunity, depending on how Miami does, uh, but we could probably see these two teams go at it for the ACC championship later on. So Miami will find a way to blow it. 
I mean, they got Derrick King, Back. man. Derrick yeah. King is doing a good job. I mean, Derrick they actually King, got I a quarterback. Like him a lot. It's been a long time since I've liked uh, a Miami quarterback, but he uh, he's a good guy. He's a good kid, and he's a good ball player. So, uh, but yeah, I I if I had to guess, I would say these two teams definitely see each other in the ACC final, and I do think that Miami will somehow find a way to blow it. It, it just seems sort of par for the course of of, of that of that uh, of that program. It just sort of seems to be the way things go there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. The reason why I sort of brought it up is because of the idea of Justin Fields and Ohio State. And I made Ohio State like play a game before I put them into my top five. And I yeah. made Justin Fields play a game before I, I I think I had him number two on my Heisman list. Um, he's, I mean, come out of the, look, he's an exception that I'll make because this, this was a guy who was in contention for it last year, started the season as, as along with, with Trevor Lawrence as, as one of the favorites to win the award. So he came out the 21 for 22. He was 15 for 16 out of the gate in game two, you know, didn't quite finish as, as strongly, but he did everything he was supposed to do so that I could say, well, you know, I've seen two games. I'd like to see more. And it's tough when you compare him to guys like, uh, uh, you know, Grayson McCall, who's played six games and who you've seen do some amazing things. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Can, can I hold up a guy like Justin Fields after two games or look at a team like Ohio State after two games and decide I've seen enough? And I think Ohio State's a special team. And I think Justin Fields yeah. is a special player. I don't think you could do that with Penn State. Well, people tried and it, it failed. People tried to do that with Michigan. Um and 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 Joe Milton and that failed. So I, I again I, I think like you look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, I think I think Sean said it earlier that Trevor or maybe Rob even said it that Trevor could come back after the Notre Dame game and and be lights out and still win the award. Yeah. It wouldn't shock anybody if that happened. I don't have I do have a problem with that though because look, if you got a quarterback that's playing every single game, you know, why not award that quarterback? Why are we rewarding somebody that didn't play every game? The, the award's the best player. Right, the best, the player. best player. So why and, not and the other guy? But, but For example, Zach not, Wilson, is he a, not the best player? It's not a statistical award. It's a production award. It's right. not, it, but that's it's not it. even that. It's not like it's. It's not the guy that scores the most points. It's not the guy that scores the most touchdowns or has the most yards. It's the person who you deem was the best player. And again, I think if you're Trevor Lawrence, you started the season. Everybody recognized you as the best player in college. Right. I, so I, I believe that. And missing two games and then coming back and finishing strong. What? What? What's the penalty here for him? If I'm if I'm willing to overlook that that Justin Fields is five games back of everybody else, I think why that, I, why in the middle of the season if he's going to miss two games and then finish like a baller, why would I not put him right back on my list? Maybe he's because still they, the he's still probably the best college quarterback in the game. He's missing probably their biggest game of the season. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it, but you make a valid point though. If he say he misses this game and next week. And then he just blows it out the water. I mean, it's it just it, to some people, there's going to be an asterisk next to it just because he didn't finish it out. Now, you Especially guys when, have you're, all when you miss the biggest, 
when you miss the biggest game. But I, I well, don't disagree with you. I don't. Miles, I don't disagree. Miles Brennan missed two games in a row with with what was called a lower body injury, and I thought, I mean, dude, you're playing a short season. Yeah. How, it, how are you missing? But, how are you missing time? True. There's, there's a difference right. between. There's a difference between. Oh. You know, my lower body's just beat to hell from getting sacked so many times, and I've got COVID. I'd like to play, and I can't. Because I'll tell you what, I would still take COVID-ridden Trevor Lawrence and the cough over Miles Brennan any day of the week. Well, Miles Brennan is a different is a different person here. So, I mean, he's not even considered a Heisman. No, but, no. Uh, hey. There was listen. There was no reason for me to kick Miles Brennan in the teeth. I just did that because I hate LSU. <laughs> But I, I'll tell you what I know. I know you're you're you're. you're it sounds like you're mad. You're like like somebody pissed you off. But I want to. <laughs> I want to lean over Rob, to my boy Rob. Rob real quick. Rob, thirty Let's seconds, go. man. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the audience. Word, everybody. So I'm Rob from I'll Piss You Off Shortly. I'm your uh, favorite, least favorite host on the CMG Network. Um, you can catch me uh, Monday nights at nine p.m. Uh, I'll pitch you off shortly on all uh, social media platforms there. Uh, I'm just, we talk about everyday issues that nobody really wants to discuss and we just get deep into it. Um, very respectful platform. Uh, yeah, check us out. Monday nights, uh, 9 p.m. I'll pitch you off shortly on Instagram, Facebook. It's a good old time. It's, 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 it's I don't like to say it's that barbershop feeling, but uh, definitely is. Definitely it's is a that barbershop, barbershop feeling. feeling. It is. It, it is. It is. But it's not just to like, it's not just for men too, by the way. Like right. the women get involved and that's the best part. Like when they get it, because they get in, they correct us and then we move forward and have a good time. So if you want to have a good time, de-stress from that Monday jitters from, you know, your work week, 9 p.m. Catch us, uh, Facebook, YouTube. I'll piss you off shortly. And his yes. co-host is hot. Oh, super yeah. hot. He's like super the best hair in the world. Like <laughs> amazing. The Fonzie looks is yeah. Well, you got that show on Monday. Today, Wednesday, November 4th, is the debut of the Mac American Conference. I'm sorry, Mac the Mid-American Conference. Baby. Right. And also uh the Pac-12 will start this Saturday. Yes. So sir. finally, we got all the power five conferences playing football, and that's exactly what we want here. Uh Week 10, college pick them. Uh, the results after week 9, congratulations to Jace. He got 9 wins. His key victories were Nevada over UNLV and the upset with West Virginia over Kansas State. But overall, myself, the host, the man, the producer, Ovi Muniz, leads the way with 56 wins. Sean, Jason, Joe are falling into the ranks. And I'm happy to say we got also Rob who will be partaking as a special guest uh, on our show to make his college picks as well. As we move on forward, we're going to start, ladies and gentlemen, week 10, college pick them. Here we go. First one, Utah State at Nevada, Mountain West game. We're going to start with Big Jace first, then Joe, Sean, Rob, and then myself. All right, I'm going Carson Strong in Nevada, going to throw the ball all over the Aggies defense, and uh, Nevada will get it done and move on to 3-0 and in the Mount West. Yeah, this seems like a, like a no-brainer pick here. Nevada takes it over uh, over the Utes. The Utes I agree. Aggies, but... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. 
Nevada's off to a good start this year. Uh, I think they'll continue to get it going against a, a rough start for Utah State. So, yeah, I think they'll win pretty big in this game. I don't really follow junior colleges, Jace. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got Nevada going too. You know, I don't like when when Joe says this is a no brainer because this is like that Dr Pepper commercial when he's the the guy says, "Oh, it's automatic," and then he misses it. So that's exactly what Joe is when he says this is a no brainer. You may not want to take that pick, but uh, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, gamble listen. here and go for Nevada over Utah State anyway. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I will give you an answer. Nevada over Utah State. Are you seeing two and zero versus zero and two? And you didn't even know Utah had a state university. Oh, so, I know. I know about Nevada and Utah State, but uh, for I heard you, Nevada, it's just I didn't realize you. that Utah State was even like at, my like, mom's at, alma mater at the Division <laughs> One level. I didn't even realize that. Look, I got you. educated by Jordan Jace. Love. Jordan Love was just <laughs> drafted to the Packers. Mm. The Ohio State, Utah State University. Yeah. Okay. But hey, let's move on here. <laughs> Number nine, Miami, four and one versus NC State, four and two. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes to get it done and decisively. I like De'Ara King, and he's going to keep the Hurricanes rolling. Their only loss is going to be to Clemson. Um, NC State's got a pretty good defense, and I think they could surprise some people here. Um, I'm gonna do it. No, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. No, watch me. Yeah, I'm do taking it. uh, I'm taking the Wolfpack in the upset. Oh my god! And they're banged like up it. too. They're a, a banged up squad right there. But I, I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna do it. They're gonna mess oh, yes. it all up. Yeah. I just lost ratings right now because of that pick. <laughs> <laughs> you said that last week when I said Michigan State would beat Michigan, and now look where we're at. Did you say Michigan State? Backtrack. The rivalry <laughs> game. I said Michigan always finds a way to blow it. Very All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the U on this one. I think uh, Derek King and that offense will get it done. And uh, NC State, they had a good start to the season, but uh, their last game they got clapped by North Carolina, who looks like they're having a pretty rough season now. So I, I don't believe in NC State that much. I think Miami's going to score a whole bunch of points against NC State and uh, win this one pretty handily. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go uh, go ahead with the U2. Um, like you said, uh, North Carolina smacked them up pretty good. And like I said, Virginia Tech, man, Virginia Tech gave them their first lo loss, and that was a pretty bad beating. So, yeah, go going with the U for that. Yeah, uh, Joe, to be honest, yes, you did call Michigan State. Yes, you did. You're the only one. However, Miami's going to beat NC State. Maybe. Um, San oh, Jose. Maybe they won't. <laughs> of course, that's why we pick them, right? <laughs> <laughs> San Jose State and San Diego State, Mountain West, both 2-0. This is going to be an outstanding game. You don't want to miss this one. Uh, Jace? I, I think San Diego State's going to slow it down, make it a grueling game, and their defense is going to win, come out here three and get 3-0 in the Mountain West and hand San Jose State their first loss. The Aztecs are. Yeah, uh, I'm taking uh, San Diego State here. I think at home, I think they win. I think they win this one out. I agree. Um, San Jose State has been off to one of the best starts, really, in uh, their program history. They're never, they never have a good team, but two and zero is a good start. But I think it's going to end this week. Uh, San Diego State is probably the most impressive team in the Mountain West, um, if not 
Uh, I mean, probably Boise State too, but I, I think they're up there. So I'll take uh, the Aztecs in this one. Uh, go ahead with the trend. Aztecs, man, they they they've come out clean. Uh, 30, 30 plus wins. I mean, as far as like thirty uh, thirty plus points on a win chart, so you can't beat it. And it's super clean, super clean team. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. San Diego State. Uh, I actually seen this team play against Army in the bowl game a couple of years ago. Uh, they got a good offensive line. They always have a best run game. I think they're going to do it up to San Jose State. I don't know about Frank. Frank, uh, I don't know what type of football you're watching, but <laughs> nobody knows who San Jose State is. Uh, but uh, if they win, we'll, then we'll, we'll start to get to know them. But, hey, the, the main game here is number seven, BYU, against number 19, Boise State. Now, this is the game, and I'm going to tell you right now, Jace, that if BYU wins, I will finally give them their respect, just like how you gave respect to Mac Jones. So, you gonna put a pie in your face? I will not. <laughs> there you go. But this but is yeah. a, this is one hell of a game. You can't. I mean, yeah. This, this is gonna be a great game Friday night. Uh, BYU is gonna go in on the Smurf turf and get it done. Zach Wilson is the real deal. Boise State still struggling. To find their quarterback, I think Hake Bachenmeyer is a really good QB, but but they, they they're can't decide between two. Uh, I think BYU goes in and gets it done and hands Boise State their first loss, and BYU gets a big big win under their belt. I rarely ever agree with anything that comes out of Jace's mouth, but I I'm with you on this BYU crushing it and i'm telling you i think byu what 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 Ovi? you don't like it you don't like oh, it i'm saving my comments for later go ahead you don't like it yeah. byu's gonna win there and i'm telling you this is gonna be you got another team in the top 10 who could very well finish undefeated mm-hmm. and when you've got all these other teams that are, are going to be playing each other i'm telling you the the they're going to be in an interesting position because they don't want these teams there. They don't want Cincinnati and no, they don't want BYU in the top 10. And the fact right. that those teams are both there and likely this is a big game, obviously for BYU to, to stay in the hunt. You got to run the table, baby. This is a big game for them. And I think they definitely get it done. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You bring up a good point, Joe. Um, they the committee definitely doesn't want them up there, and uh, they're not going to have to worry about it after this week. Um, I think the Boise State Broncos <laughs> yes! Yes! are going to get it done. Yes! Going to the blue. T- uh, look, I have a lot of respect for BYU. They're a really good team. Um, Zach Wilson's done tremendous. I have them as the number seven and in, uh, in my rankings too. But I just have a weird feeling about this game going up to the blue turf. Uh, Boise State, as Jace mentioned, hasn't found their quarterback, but the quarterback they had in the first game played pretty well. So we'll see uh, if he can come out and do it again. But, uh, I, yeah, I just I have a weird feeling that's going to be an upset. I think it'll be a really close game, but I, I think Boise State wins late. Yeah, I, um, this is tough, but I'm going with BYU. I mean, uh, you 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 can't you can't bet against Zach Wilson first and foremost, um, especially at the the heat that he's going on. And then Boise State, they they struggled against the Air Force. So anybody that struggles against the Air Force, I can't really put too much. Uh, <laughs> Too too much faith behind, but yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with my man Zach and uh, BYU. First of all, Air Force do got a good football team. I'm not saying they're elite, but that's still I said a solid struggle. team. However, 
BYU has never, ever, 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 ever won at Boise State. And there's never, 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 never. There's always a first. Not this Friday. Boise State will defeat BYU. It's funny. When when, when we talk about analytics (laughs) and we talk about, like, streaks like that, and you tell me like somebody's 0 for 6 or 0 for 8 or 0 for 12 or 15 in a row. Dude, my thought always is that's got to end eventually. Yeah, it, eventually, yes, but not, not this Friday. But but this would seem like as likely a time as any. This is the best BYU team ever. <laughs> no, okay, let me stop and you Steve there. Young. Let me stop you there. BYU has been of, playing. You said, listen, you said Air Force has a good football team, and I wanted to agree with you on one point. They do have a football team. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. They do. And and I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is the next topic of our discussion. Air Force at Army. And this is the spread and Army's favorite at six points. Jace. Air Force is a, a all right football team. and But I think Army will win this game. But... With the brand of football that Army plays, six is too many for him. I, I think Army wins, but I, I like Air Force to cover. <laughs> Army will beat this mediocre Air Force team by at least seven points. Yeah, I agree. Um, Army's going to pound the rock all over Air Force. I And I think even though with the style of play, even though they don't get that many possessions and uh, they hold on to the ball for a while, I still think they're going to dominate in this game. Um, I could see them winning by probably 17 points, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take Army with the number. Hey, did, you Rob, be, any cheap Rob, shots? did you want to take any cheap shots at Air Force before you Rob, finished your pick, Exactly. Sean? Rob, read this for me. Read <laughs> no, this I'm all good. <laughs> I, take, I take Army over the pencil pushers all day. That's what I'm talking about, Frank. <laughs> I'm with you, Frank. Go Army, baby. Go Army. Um, I take him with the spread too. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, I, I would probably, I would probably fall more in line with Joe um, between that seven and ten mark. But yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead. Well, you know my answer already. Go Army. Be Air Force. That's right. USC and Arizona State. Their debut. Pac-12. Uh, USC is favorite at ten and a half. We haven't seen another one, but. Herm Edwards is coaching up Arizona State. This is pretty interesting. Jays, who you got here? Pac-12's back, baby. This team will be the winner of the Pac-12 South and face Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. And I like Herm Edwards and Jaden Daniels, one of the best freshman quarterbacks last year, coming into a new season. I know he lost some weapons, but I like the Sun Devils to go in and get the win against USC. Uh yeah. Uh Arizona State I think is is uh is probably you you hit it on the head. I mean, the winner of this game wins the the the, the Pac-12 South and I I have ASU doing it. Well, yeah, um I have ASU covering. Uh I think USC will probably pull it out. I think Keenan Slovis uh will have a big game, but uh I I definitely will take Arizona State with the points. I I could see this game um being around a three-point game. I agree. Uh, Arizona State, I don't know if I have – yeah. I don't know if I have a that high, but, yeah, definitely definitely by three. Arizona State plays so well against ranked teams. 
that when Arizona State found themselves ranked in the top 25, they find a way to lose. Funny how that went last year. This year, Arizona State is going to put it on USC, and they're going to show them what negative 10.5 looks like. So go Arizona State. Now we'll move on to Michigan and Indiana. Indiana and the all four downs uh, rankings are ranked number 20. Michigan's favorite at three and a half. Uh, Michigan shouldn't be favorited here. Indiana's good. They're a solid team. They'll go in and get it done. Joe Milton is just he, he's just another he's a Cam Newton clone. He, he's not going to get it done. He Michigan are who they thought we were. They were and uh, Harbaugh is on the hot seat, and Indiana will get it done at home. Michigan's beaten Indiana 24 times in a row. They haven't turned the football over at all this season. But Indiana is great at creating turnovers. I said it earlier. I say it again. Joe Milton, not all he's cracked up to be. Uh, I'm taking Indiana to beat Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take Indiana to cover uh, the plus three and a half. I don't know if they'll win because I think Michigan will bounce back. Um, after an upsetting week. And if you look at Indiana's wins, uh, I don't really believe Penn State is a – obviously they're a pretty good team, but I don't think they're in the top 25 right now. And then they go and beat Rutgers. So I don't know how impressive Indiana is yet. I, I think they're pretty good, but I think there's definitely a chance Michigan can bounce back. But I, I, it will be a close game, so I'll take the Indiana plus three and a half. I'm still – well, kind of still juggling this one. I think I'm going to take Michigan with the spread. I think I'm going to have Michigan cover. You know, I like the way you think, Rob. Good job. I think and I'm I agree. I, Indiana is a bunch of pretenders. They start hot the first couple of games, and then they start doing their losing streak. They're going to start their losing streak this weekend once they fall to Michigan. Michigan will beat them by two touchdowns. Liberty at uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's favorite at 14 and a half against a Liberty that I have a lot of respect for. I mean, they're 6-0. and Oh, this is a tough one, Jace. This is uh, this is a real test for Liberty. We're, we're going to see how good and if they belong, if they deserve that number next to their name. And sadly, I, I do not think so. I think Virginia Tech will get it done, but that number is way too big. So I'll go Liberty to cover. But Virginia Tech will win outright. I'm going to take Liberty in the 14 and a half. I'm going to take uh, Virginia Tech with the f- plus 14 and a half. Uh, if you look at Liberty's schedule, their best win is against Syracuse. Uh, they haven't played anyone. Uh, and, and I put them in my rankings this week because of the undefeated record. Um, but I just don't I, did, I don't believe they're going to be a match for Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Syracuse Tech. almost beat Clemson. Win. Uh, good. They, they get up for Clemson every year. They beat them a couple years ago. That's Cuse's big game. So good for Cuse. Uh, they're a terrible team still. And uh, I'm going to take Virginia Tech in this one. Yeah. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, but uh, like Jay said, that number is too high. Um, maybe have a, uh, Virginia Tech uh, winning by six. So you're going for Liberty? No, Virginia Tech winning the game, but only by six. So you're taking Liberty for the points? Yeah. Fair enough. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, and I'm taking the 14-and-a-half. Virginia Tech is going to run over Liberty. It's at Virginia Tech, so I won't be surprised if they run over them and and be up over 21 points. So uh, that's that's my prediction there. 
But hey, we got two losers on this one. We got Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Oklahoma State had a chance to represent the Big 12. So did Kansas State. But once you start talking about them, they're nowhere to be found. But on this one, Oklahoma State's favorite at 12 and a half. Uh, I like OSU. They, they had that hump. They're going to bounce back from it, and they're going to crush Kansas State. Oklahoma State is a good, good Big 12 team, but they're not a good college football playoff contender. I'm going to take Kansas State and the 12 and a half points. I think Oklahoma State wins another one of these stupid shootouts. Maybe it even goes to OT. Um, but yeah, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna blow out KSU. Uh, I agree with Jason on this one. I'm gonna uh, go with Oklahoma State. I believe they win by at least two touchdowns. Uh, Kansas State once they lost Skylar Thompson, it looked like they might be able to make their way around it. But after seeing last week's performance, uh, they really did not look good at all, getting uh, absolutely waxed by West Virginia. And uh, I think Oklahoma State is going to be pissed off. Um, I think they're going to be bounced back big. And because uh, Sanders had a huge game, and uh, Hubbard kind of got shut down by Texas, so I think he's going to be running wild um, against Kansas State. Uh, keep it short. I'll take Kansas State. I don't think uh, Oklahoma State can put up that many. Yeah, I'll just spread it's too big. I'll pick Kansas State. Arizona at Utah. This is Jace's favorite team. He is so happy. Hopefully, he can be able to see crazy. this game. Uh, if you got ESPN Plus, but uh, what you got there, Jace? Utah is going to get it done. They got the senior uh, grad transfer from South Carolina in Jake Bentley. They have a solid tight end in Brant Keithy. I really like the offense. The defense is a little shaky, losing a lot to the NFL draft. But I like Utah to go in, get it done in a shootout, and cover the 14. Yeah, I, I think Utah probably wins this one by about 20 or more, somewhere between 20 and 25 points. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Jace, Jace's Utes here. Um, I'm going to pick them to cover. The real you. <laughs> Whatever. I'm jumping on a bandwagon with the U. Hey, Utah was ranked number seven, the highest last year. They came close to making it to the college football playoffs until they lost to Oregon. I think they this is their season to represent the Pac-12. Maybe. Who knows? Depending on this game. But I pick Utah, man. I'm on your side, Chase, man. I'm on your side. All right. But, hey, sp speaking about the spread and everything, the next one, UMass finally gets a second game, ladies and gentlemen. And they play Marshall, which is 5-0, 45 point. I don't, I, this is the highest it's been this season. Jace. Uh, UMass has a flag football team, not a real football team. <laughs> Marshall will get those points. It's going to be a 50-point game at least. Yeah, I've got Marshall winning this one 57 to nothing. So I'm going to take Marshall and you can have the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, – it's pretty nuts to be picking a game uh, plus – or minus 45, but uh, I'd UMass, if they had Victor Cruz playing with them, maybe I'd uh, pick them to cover, but uh, they're not going to have that. Marshall's going to win huge in this one. Yeah, I'm taking that. You, mu you must not show up to play. <laughs> That's what they must not do. <laughs> Just don't even show up. Yeah, I got Marshall. That's, I, never, I never picked a team with that big of a spread, but this is going to be my first. Stanford at Oregon. Uh, 
Oregon favorite 11. What you got, Jace? Uh, Oregon is the team to beat in the Pac-12 North. However, I, I think Stanford keeps it close. This is going to be like a one-touchdown game. Oregon, they, they have to regroup from losing their whole offensive line, basically, and Justin Herbert. So I think their offense is going to struggle. I do think they come out with the win in the end, though, but they will not cover the 11 points. So I'm going Stanford with the spread. I think um, I think they will. I think they'll win the game by two touchdowns over Stanford. I think that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Stanford to cover two. Uh, it's the first game for both these teams, so uh, they're just going to be getting used to each other and the schemes and all that stuff. And uh, it's, it's a huge rivalry game, so I'm sure David Shaw will get his guys up to, uh, to contend in this game. So I think Oregon will win, but I do think Stanford will cover that number. I'm going with uh, Stanford for the win all around. Mm, I, think, okay. uh, I think Stanford's going to upset. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to go with Oregon. There's a reason why they're ranked at 0-0 or 0-0. Uh, until I see anything different with Stanford, uh, they've been struggling the last couple of years, but hopefully they'll they'll, they'll make some noise. But uh, right now, I got Oregon at, uh, with with negative uh, 11. And that leads us to our next one, the wild card. Now, this wild card we're doing is something different here. Uh, so we're going to spin the wheel, and I'm going to show you guys what that means. Here's an example. And the example is this. Uh, it'll be, excuse me, I, I, I lost track here. Jace, Sean, uh, Joe, myself, and Rob, we're going to spin the wheel. And what happens is we're going to spin it. And once the game is picked, that is your game that you're going to choose. So is that me? For the over-under. No, that's not you. Okay. That is not you. Okay. That That is not you, my friend. However, are you ready? All Let's right. All right, pick number one. Here we go. Rice or San Antonio? Uh, I'm going. I'm gonna go UTSA to get the win, but that's an under game. That that's gonna be some atrocious football played on that field. All right, Sean, are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Who you got? Wait, hold. I couldn't wait. Oh, okay. UCLA, Colorado. Um, let's see. I will go with. Uh, give me UCLA. And what's the number? I, the video didn't pop up for me. Fifty-six and a half. Fifty-six. Uh, I'll take the over. You take the over. Yeah, over in Ouch. UCLA. All right, now we got Joe in the house. Are you ready, Joe? 
Let's do it. Here we go. Big money. <laughs> We got Tulane in East Carolina, oh. 61. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Tulane, East Carolina, 61. Gonna go, gonna go with uh, Tulane in the under. Tulane in the under. All right. Now it's my turn. Unless, Rob, you want this one. No, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's my pick. All right, so 52 and a half, Texas against Arkansas. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. This is a toss-up. I think I'm going to pick Arkansas, and I'm going to go for the under on this one. And that leads us to Rob. Are you ready, Rob? I'm ready. Here we go. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and go – jeez, this is tough. Let me go ahead and take – yeah, I lied. I'm going to take TCU, and I'm going to take – that was, what, 62? That's right, 62 points. That's tough because uh, Texas Tech has been put – they haven't been putting up crazy numbers, but I'm going to go with TCU but under. All right, TCU and under. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps up the wild card. And now we're down to two games. That's right. We're going to start with the rivalry game here. And this is no other than Georgia and Florida. Gator bait. Yes. Yes, indeed. And listen. This is, oh, boy. Somebody's having trouble over there. You all right, Jace? Are we scared of Bulldogs already? Uh, I ain't no bulldog. You hear that gator moving? You hear that gator moving? <laughs> you all right, Jace? Yeah. All right. So, hey, this is it. Georgia and Florida, they're playing this Saturday. Big rivalry game here. Um, again, uh, Georgia's on a win streak. Uh, they've won three straight SEC East champion uh, championships. They've been representing the East three times in a row. I know Rob is loving it right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. But hey, it is what it is. It's finally here. I want to start with Rob first on this one because this, he's a Gator fan. What do you see in this game? So honestly, I, I definitely see another good, solid game. Um, even though we have, you know, three players sitting out the first half, I think that um, our defense is definitely going to show out. And it's, it's weird, right? Because most of our players are that's missing out as the second half. But I know our secondary. Um, and actually, like our second string, they've actually showed up, and I think that's what's actually saved us a couple of times. Um, minus versus uh, A and M, where A and M just outsmarted us. Um, but I think that I don't think Georgia's defense is prepared as well, or I don't I don't think Georgia's defense is as I think it's going to be a good offense. Well, I think both of our defenses. I'm sorry, 
Georgia's defense is not going to be as prepared as our defense, but I think your offense is definitely going to give us a hard time. Um, it's well, going to be a good offensive defensive match when it's when Georgia's on the field has the ball. Well, I, I think, think the key point right. for Georgia to beat uh, Florida is to stop Kadarius Tony. Uh, he is a big threat uh, running back for for Florida team. But uh, listen, Georgia's known for one of the best uh, defense in the country. Uh, I know that they'll be able to stop that running game. Um, you got um, the Kobe Dean, Richard LeConte, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, these guys, they rotate in the linebacker position. Uh, I, I know I'm confident that my defense, I'm worried about is my offense, quarterback Stetson. Will he be tall enough to throw the ball in the middle of the field? That mm. is my biggest fear. Or will the coach actually put JT Daniels in there in the second half? Who knows, but I got this game close. I got Georgia defeating uh, Florida Gators, and they'll move up in the rankings. Jace? Really? All right. Uh, I've, been, I've had a lot of faith in Georgia, but Stenson Bennett is just not getting it done. They need to put JT Daniels in, and right now they have Stenson Bennett. So I, I'm going to go with the Gators. I'm going to go with the Kyle to Kyle connection. Trask to Pitts to get it done against that defense. And, and I'm going to pick the Gators to win it. And don't forget Pierce, man. Pierce is going to run, y'all. Pierce no, is going to run. Please stop. Look, Pierce you mentioned Pitts. Yo. I know he's a big tight end, but you only had one good game. That was the very first game. I haven't heard Pitts ever since. I said Pierce. Pierce. Oh, that Him too. He, he, is, he is a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's your pick, Joe? Well, uh, here's here's my question for Jace because he keeps saying that he says this all the time, and it's so so ridiculous. What? If he was so good, why do they why do they start Bennett every week? I, I, do you know I something? Know. Do you know something know. that nobody else knows? I know that JT Daniels can win you games. Right now, Stenson Bennett. You know that based on what? What? How he has played in the past. Uh-huh. I mean, he is a he is a transfer from USC. Sure, sure. But, but at so, the same so, time, he wasn't he wasn't the starter from the get go. But what what is what is the Georgia coaching staff not seeing? I I don't know. Why is Justin Fields not at Georgia right now? It's something with the coaching staff. Justin Fields was at Georgia go, and Steve. then he transferred to Ohio State. They, they might have a. I, I no, they can't do that because JT Daniels already transferred into Georgia. So I, I don't know what Kirby Smart is smoking. They because <laughs> if he Listen. was smart, J, Justin Fields would be their quarterback right now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't okay, okay, understand okay. quarterbacks. Listen, this guy came out from a, a injury. He broke his leg in USC. He's coming over to Georgia. He's conditioning. He's already cleared. But he hasn't had that many snaps, and I wouldn't throw him in the game right away just so he could start throwing some rust, all right? Right now, Stenson is the best chance for Georgia at this moment. Now, could we see JT Daniels later? Who knows? But Joe got a point. We haven't seen him. He hasn't done anything. He's not even in the picture. We talked about him at week one. That's why I'm picking But that's Florida. it. So, okay, you pick Florida. Oh, Joe is well, picking. We're all picking Florida then. Yeah, yeah I, it's I just, a good call. Georgia's got such a great defense, <laughs> and it, it's a shame that the the offense just isn't good enough. And I I just don't think 
in the swamp, it's going to be good enough to be a pretty good Florida team. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any stretch. I no, think it'll be a, a hard-fought hard game. I just think that Florida's got too much, and I don't think Georgia has enough. Well, I'm Joe, I'm going to tell you right now, if Florida wins, I'll give you the cocktail. <laughs> I But Joe makes a good point, though. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, that just hit me. What cocktail is that? Pause. Pause. Okay. Hey, get your head out of your ass because this is this is called the cocktail party bowl. I mean, if y'all need to know the history, I mean, I gave each one of y'all a copy of the history of Florida and Georgia, and y'all still messed it up. No, we hear you, but the way you presented it, I'm gonna give you a cocktail. All right, I'll give y'all a cocktail. Yeah, I'll give you my cocktail right here, buddy. It was so the way you said it. Yeah, for sure. My bad. My bad. Your fault. But you got, like I said, you got a secondary that's nasty between Miller, Davis, Cox Jr. Um, especially Cox Jr. He's definitely been showing out this year. So I don't know, man. It's y'all better figure out that quarterback position because if not, hey, so Sean, who you got, man? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Gators on this one. Hey. I'm by myself with Georgia, and that's why I'm gonna yes, win again this week because I'm the man. Yeah, so you really but... think that this is the only red that's gonna win this week? We got red versus blue. Come on now. The only red because Bill's only- going to win the other game. So <laughs> <laughs> those of you that don't know um, what we're talking about, stay tuned to I'll Piss You Off Shortly podcast that happens on Monday night. And now we're going to our game of the week. Check it out. An emotional effort of the Crimson Tigers for this game here this week. Montana, screen pass left, Vegas Ferguson to the 35, inside the 30, Vegas Ferguson to the 20, 15, and he's out of bounds. Montana, touchdown, Notre Dame. Watson does keep it and heads to the end zone. Kaiser loops it for the end zone. Touchdown! Torrey Hunter Jr. with seven seconds to play. The Irish are a two-point conversion away from overtime. Kaiser rolls, runs into traffic and comes up a yard short. And the Clemson defense rises up. Stabba won the penalty right in front of him for late hit. ETN explodes through the hole. One man with a chance to stop him, Jalen Elliott, and he will not. Touchdown, Clemson, 62 yards. In a and there you have it. These are the highlights. Four games. Clemson's in the lead. They won three of the four games. We're coming out to... This Saturday, game of the week, 07, I mean 730, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ABC, ESPN Network. Uh, but before we make our picks, I want to recognize three football players that will be there at the game. These three are from Connecticut. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Tyson Foam, Trey Williams, and Drew Pine. I'm surprised that they were on that roster. But out of the three, Trey Williams will be playing this Saturday as a defensive tackle, uh, it's wonderful to hear about this kid because he comes a long way. Uh, 
transferred uh, to Washington, D.C., and finally got a full scholarship to play for Clemson, and he's doing one hell of a job there. Uh, so congrats to these three making it to playing college football. But here we go. Game of the week, Jace, Clemson, Notre Dame. Who you got? I've been going back and forth about this game all, all week. It's rough. Notre Dame has a very, very solid defense. Possibly might even give your Bulldogs a run for the money as the best defense in the country. But Clemson is Clemson. Even though they don't have Trevor Lawrence, they still do have Travis Etienne. Their defense looked a little rough last week in the past couple weeks. But I think those they were looking ahead at stuff. And then they had to uh, struggle to get back to being Clemson once they got the news that they were going to have a new quarterback. I like DJ Ungalele, and I think he will do just enough for Clemson to pull out the victory. Uh, just before you, we move on, I, uh, I stand corrected. The game will be on NBC. Thank you, Steve, for reminding me. It'll be on NBC, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, yeah, look, I think, um, I think Clemson's going to be all right. Um, I think this, uh, young quarterback, uh, Uge Alele, is that his name, Jace? DJ? Oonga Lele. I think this is a name like Tua Tugaviola. We should all learn how to say it eventually because otherwise we're just, I hate when we start calling guys by like the Madonna nickname, you know what I mean? I got to. Shorten it down the one, but I, I I think Clemson, I think this is a huge game for Clemson, and I and I think Clemson should feel extremely disrespected. ESPN has them ranked fourth right now. I mean, ESPN is just like no Trevor, no way. Um, I I think that's a huge slap in the face to Clemson. This is a really good football team. Um. I know they've had some issues, but I think I think you need games like that. I think it's what builds character, and I think it's the reason why. Again, I watched I watched all the Notre or most of Notre Dame's game last week, and I I was really I was so looking forward to this matchup. I just don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to pull it off. Oh, I'm up next. Well, I think I'll go with. Uh, of course, I'm gonna go with Clemson. Um, it's a no-brainer. Even with uh, Trevor Lawrence gone, DJ is going to do a phenomenal job. And the best part about DJ is he has a phenomenal supporting cast, right? So you have not only you have Etienne, um, right? You also have Amari Rogers. And let's not forget that Amari Rogers is a hundred percent for completion, right? Even with his one pass for eight yards, and it was a it was a nice play for them, right? Um, so it, DJ has DJ has the uh, the backing for him as well. And then um, what's my name? Uh, Bay, Bay, I always mess Balin. Uh, on defense, Balen Spencer, he he's a beast. So like his tackle game is phenomenal. So yeah, uh, Clemson, Clemson for the win. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I'm gonna go with Clemson. Um, I think a lot of people across the nation right now are thinking that Clemson has struggled the past two games and no Trevor Lawrence and the way that Notre Dame looked. That Notre Dame's gonna come out here and uh, upset Clemson and actually beat them pretty good. But I think it's gonna be the other way around. Um, these are the games that Dabo lives for. He loves to get his team up for big games like this, especially when people are doubting him with no Trevor Lawrence. So I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to have a great performance. And uh, we know Notre Dame the past 10 years or so, every big game that they're in, they they never show up for it, similar to Michigan. Uh, 
So I, I just don't believe in the hype for Notre Dame this week. Um, I think it will be a pretty close game up to the fourth quarter. And uh, I think Clemson will pull away and win by probably two touchdowns. Well, last week, Clemson struggled at the beginning against Boston College. And then they came back with an 18-point deficit and pretty much handled business from there. Uh, but for Clemson, knowing Clemson, they probably consider that game as, an, uh, as a loss. Same thing that happened last year. They almost lost to North Carolina well, with a failed two-point conversion. And ever since last Ever since that, they, they've been scoring 45 points or more against their opponents. So I expect the same thing to happen this Saturday. Clemson is going to roll over Notre Dame, and Clemson is going to prove the whole world why they should still be the number one team. So, yeah. I, Go ahead. I don't know if they'll be number one. At the end. Oh, no, I, I don't. I, I, you know, we're picking them at Alabama. I still got Alabama one, but I'm saying they're proving everybody that they're the number one team in the country. Gotcha. So that, that's what I meant. Um, but, hey, that's the show. Uh, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, once one again, quick thought. Rob, oh, one go quick ahead. thought. If Clemson mm-hmm. blows out Notre Dame, say by a couple touchdowns, decisive win. Mm-hmm. Anybody putting them back at number one? I mean, yeah. a dominant win over Notre Dame. Would you think about it? I would. I, I, I would. would. I Especially would. with Trevor Lawrence not there. If they, yeah. Okay. I would. But then again, Alabama is not playing this week. Right. So it's it's close. I don't know. Either or. One and twos is the same thing. One and twos got to be the same thing because in the college playoffs, they're not playing each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. right. So, but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I like this game. I like both teams, you know, and I hope that it's going to be a game worth watching. But I just, you know, I'm with you. Notre Dame on the main games, they don't really show up for it. So we'll see if if they do this time around. But, uh, hey, Rob, thank you so much for being our show. We want you back again. Thank you guys Uh, for having me. This was fun. Hey, Uh, I'll pitch you off podcast again, CMG, every Monday. Check him out. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. He's all over social media. (laughs) Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Joe, you got the last word, my friend. I'll try to make it brief. Uh, Florida Gators coach was fined 25 grand and, and given a reprimand for violating the SEC's bylaws governing sportsmanship because of the brawl on Saturday against Missouri. Coach Mullen had to be held back by his own staff at one point in the middle of this scuffle of kids. He later explained that he was trying to get his players off the field. Interesting way to do it was my thought. He also waved his arms to the crowd. Then when he finally got his team into the locker room, he went back out so he could gaslight the fans. Mullen said his players believed they were acting in defense of quarterback Kyle Trask, believing that the hit he suffered on the final play the first half was, quote, unfair. Well, Dan Mullen doesn't understand the concept of fair. Dan Mullen only sees things through his eyes. He lacks perspective with anything that's not about him. I don't know why this guy's a coach. He does not care about kids. This is not the kind of man you want around impressionable young men. 
Now, I thought this about Mullen before all this. This incident, combined with some of the other stupid and insensitive things he said before, he, he just further proves my point. Florida is a great college program. It's it's not about wins and losses. It's about developing winners. And unfortunately, Dan Mullen is a loser. For Jace Garcia, Sean Scanlon, and our super producer, Obi Munez, I am Joe McGuire. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next Wednesday night for all four downs.